Hey, good morning and welcome to Thursday Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number 800-951-0592, the place where we keep everybody educated, allamericangold.com. Uh, we've got a shopping cart out there, got an awesome sale on U.S. $20 uh, gold pieces out there, so you can buy online 24-7. Whether we're here or not, uh, the website is always open for business. Uh, the metals plans, you know, we just uh, finished the the fourth quarter shipments of 2019, another record. And I already can tell you, I already know that the first quarter of 2020 is going to be another record. Uh, we did so far, and you know, the month's not over. Uh, so far in our metals plans, uh, we, we broke a record in the first two weeks of 2020 in the amount of people increasing uh, their metals plans. In addition to, uh, you know, all the people, sign, new people signing up, uh, it, it's a great way to be involved in precious metals. You know, a lot of people, you know, they, they, they're like, hey, you know what, uh, Maybe I'm not paycheck to paycheck, but I don't have uh, a lot of discretionary funds. Okay, case in point, today we're running uh, U.S. $20 liberties. So we're thinking about these, these are from the 1866 to 1907. So you're talking 100, you know, but most of the coins over 120 years old. They're $1,650. You're saving 30 bucks a coin. And like a lot, listen, like a lot of, of America, you know, our listening audience is a lot like that. And we know the numbers, how many people are living paycheck to paycheck or right near paycheck to paycheck. And they're like, man, I, I want to buy a 20, right? I want to buy a Liberty. I sure do. But I don't have that $1,650. The metals plan is is a really good alternative. Now, there are some people, I had a great email yesterday, and I get these all the time, uh, people that are on a fixed income. And it's like, man, I want to get involved. How can I get involved? But I'm on a fixed income, and I really just don't have a lot left over. Uh, we, we try to make it as affordable as possible, but there, there's even limitations to that. The minimum is $100 a month, right? You got to have to, you got to be able to do at least $100 a month. You get four physical deliveries a year in the metals program. And uh, if you go to allamericangold.com, click our metals uh, program icon, you, you can read all about it there. Uh, but you leave a credit card on file, you tell us the day of the month. Listen, we want, when we set this plan up, we wanted it to be uh, just as good for the people that have a lot of extra money. right? You know, we've got people in the plan now uh, doing 3000 a month, 2000 a month, a bunch of them doing fifteen hundred a month. I mean, we 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 do, and then we got a lot of people doing a hundred dollars a month. But we wanted it to work easily for everybody. Uh, you tell us the day of the month. For a lot of people, hey, the first of the month isn't a good time, 
right? I got the I got the mortgage due or the rent's due, right? The the car insurance is due or whatever. You tell us the day of the month from the first to the twenty eighth. You tell us the amount. Uh, we we will charge your card appropriately, and then at the end of every quarter, we take all the money and we pool it all together. Because uh, you know, and we do it all the time here, right? If you buy in volume, you get a volume discount. Well, everyone that's in the metals program gets a volume discount because we pool all the money together. Uh, we ship it four times a year. I think we're going to start in February. Not I think we're going to because it's just becoming such a, I mean, so many uh, people are in the plan. We're, we're going to start another uh, off-cycle delivery because the post office is just, they're flipping out, right? We're, we're, our lead was in line yesterday, not with metals plans, but the guy started to flip out. Our lead's like, it's okay, it's okay. We don't have, you know, we only have, you know, a handful of them today. And and uh, so, uh, but anyway, not your concern. We're, we're, we're going to work on modifying those things. But if you want to get into that plan, and it's great because we, we, again, Hey, what if something comes up? You know, if I I, I can do a hundred or two hundred dollars a month, but if a, an emergency comes up, I may not be able to. Just call us. Put the plan on hold. There's no fees. There's nothing. No fees to set up. No fees to cancel. No fees to put it on hold. No fees for anything other than if you don't pick up, we do charge a shipping fee, but uh, that that's just to cover our costs. Uh, 800-951-0592 or go out to the website and read up on that metals plan. We'll be back right after the break. Welcome to Thursday. It's an overcast day here again in the Valley Sunlight. I saw it's going to get a little colder here, fifties uh, and all that stuff. And you know, uh, again, here we're, we're babies. Here we are. I, I well, at least at least I am. Fifties uh, is absolutely freezing. Everyone's got the we got the boot. Arlene's got boots on, right? Everyone's got long pants and. Long sleeve shirts and sweaters and jackets and all that. Uh, and I'll bring it up because today there was a spider on the wall, uh, like a daddy long legs. And, and uh, you know, I guess we probably could have been environmentally better. We could have carried it outside, but but we didn't. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and I'm like, well, kill it, Arlene. And she's like, I'm not going to kill it. I got my boots on. So I had to, I had to man up. I, I did, I, I did my my job of the day for our lead. Made her happy. Took care of the daddy long legs. But uh, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a little colder. Uh, got Barrett Jackson. I've got all the people coming. Right, this is from now to like the uh, to like April is like tourist season here in Arizona because we got 
And I say Barrett Jackson. We got them all. Every single car auction, it seems like, is here. Uh, then we got the Phoenix Open. Well, actually, the Waste Management Open. Yes, the uh, trash, the trash can open. Waste Management's our trash company here. Uh, they put on the, the big golf tournament, which is nothing more than um, a huge drunken party. Uh, and, and, again, I love that about Arizona. I will say this. I love it. Right? Because, you know, golf's all stuffy and, right, everyone's got to be quiet all the time. And uh, th- this is kind of the the one tournament where, hey, you're allowed to be loud. And, and, and some of the golfers, not all of them. Some of them, I will actually encourage it. We've got the the 16th hole here is really famous. Uh, I don't rem- know if you go back to when Tiger Woods uh, was just, you know, becoming a sensation. Uh, over 20 years ago, he came here. He doesn't come here. Uh, and most of it was because uh, there was a tournament in Dubai that would pay him like 2 or $3 million just to show up. Uh, but he doesn't come here. I think he's only been here a handful of times. But uh, when he was just getting started out, he made a hole in one. The 16th hole, it's a par three. Um, and he made a hole in one. And as he's walking up, you know, the fairway towards the green to get his ball, you just see all these uh, beer cups just literally littering the fairway. People were throwing their beers, and it's just a big party. Uh, so you got that coming up. They always do it. Here's how. Here's how cool of an event it is. They always do it the week of the Super Bowl because it's the only place the PGA says that they can go on the week of the Super Bowl and have people come. Even on Super Bowl Sunday, we'll have 250,000 people there on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I think on Saturdays we had, I don't even know what it is, four or five. I mean, it's crazy. It turns into... You know, I don't know, the second or third largest city in all of Arizona when that's here. So that's coming up. And then spring training starts and all the baseball things. And, and then uh, uh, then the heat gets turned on and everybody scatters. It's kind of like cockroaches, right? Somebody turned the lights on and right, all the cockroaches scatter. Uh, so that means all of us here, all of us regular Phoenicians, uh, we got to tolerate uh, all the tourists out there. Uh, and clogging up all the freeways. Everything's always under construction. But, yeah, so the next the next four months is going to be, uh, well, some of it's fun. Uh, we, I like to go. I don't go to the open on the busy days. Forget it. And, and you know what's so funny? This ought to tell you uh, how great and how dangerous technology is. At the golf tournament, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, a lot of people go there solely to get hammered, and there's a lot of the women are out, right? The men are out. All the beautiful people are out, right? <laughs> and uh, they have Uber has the rights to the golf tournament. I don't know how, but they do, right? Oh, I know how they wrote a check. So a lot of people, you know, you don't drive drunk in this town. Believe me, you don't want to do it. But you only can take an Uber from the golf tournament. 
they actually block. I don't know how, but they block. Because I like to use Lyft. I like the Lyft over Uber. Uh, why? Because uh, I, I just didn't like all the stories about the Uber CEO and what a jerk he was. And I, I, I try to use Lyft. You can't do it. You have to use Uber. And the thing is, there's so many people there that you got to wait in line for like an hour, sometimes more, just to get a ride out of there. So uh, just a little uh, word to watch. But that's a, I mean, you're blocked. I mean, this is how powerful the all of this stuff really is. You, the the ability that companies have to restrict us, you know, all the same things that we love about the convenience. Just remember, there's always the opposite side of that, right? And and that's a great example. The best example I can give of any. Yeah, they can do it now. They can restrict whatever they want, right? You know that. Hey, have a negative account in your bank and see what happens, right? You're not paying for anything. Uh, but but nonetheless, that's what's going on here. Uh, now that I've gotten that, let's. Uh, I got weather done. I got sports done. I got I got uh, Big Brother done. We got to talk about the trade deal. So we had the big signing yesterday. Uh, phase one uh, is in the books, and I'm going to give you. We really don't know a lot. We have numbers. Right, China's gonna buy X amount of stuff. Uh, they they talked about enforcement. Now remember, what was the trade deal allegedly about? China stealing stuff, right? Wasn't that really kind of it? Hey, stop stealing our technology. Essentially, what we really wanted was, hey, stop being a communist country. Maybe we should have thought of that, you know before uh, we turn them into a huge superpower, right? I mean, you know, when we look back at this, and, and, I, and I don't want this to be true, but it just is going to be. How did it happen? And if you're, if you're wondering, what, am I, what do I mean? How did what happen? How did the American empire fall? Because that's... I mean, that's really what we're talking about. I know a lot of people get mad when I say something like that. You know, there's a reason why the president was like, hey, I want to make America great again. But unfortunately for us, right, we, we, we had this huge problem. It was called debt. Massive, massive debt. And, and uh, we gave away... All of these, all all of the things that made America great, which was the middle class. I mean, really, when you think about what it made America great, right? And people say, well, the Constitution. I mean, the Constitution laid the groundwork. Right? Our values laid the groundwork. Both the Constitution and our values are under attack, right? We know that, right? They're they're trying to. I mean, look at the look at who's running for president. At best, we call them socialists. At best, right? The the outside of President Trump, uh, the best case scenario is we're going to get some form of a socialist. And you see Elizabeth Warren, the first day I'm in office, everybody's student loans are forgiven. Right? And, and listen, I get it. 
I mean, just it would destroy all of the bond market. And, and again, everybody wants something for nothing, right? And that, that's, that's really the problem. No, you know, it used to be no one wanted a handout here. Nobody wanted a handout. You know, when I left home, I was, what, 17? You know, that wasn't unusual. You know, Eric talks about, you know, it isn't, they left home even earlier. But most kids, right, after high school were gone. Gone. And, 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 and those that went to college, maybe right after college, gone. And you didn't want anything from your parents. Nothing. Right? I mean, you know, uh, uh, I can count on one hand how many times, because my dad had uh, passed by the time I was 19, how many times I called my mom and said, hey, mom, can you help me out? Right? Can you can you lend me 20 bucks? Of course, 20 bucks went a lot farther. <laughs> 20 bucks went a lot farther back then. I can count on one hand. It almost never happened. The one, the, one, the one time that comes to mind is my car broke down. And I just didn't have enough money to fix it at that exact moment. I, I needed to get paid again before I could have the money to fix it. I had to call her up and have her help me out. And you didn't want to. Nobody did. You want to call your parents. right? Now today, it's the exact opposite, isn't it? It's expected. Man, what do you mean you're not going to help, right? People, <laughs> some of these kids go into therapy because my my parents won't help me out. They won't. They won't give me money. I mean, it's crazy. And, and you sit there and you look at it, but you look at it the way I look at it. You know, when I was that age, you could afford to do it. You just had to get a job. It didn't matter what job, any job, right? You could be washing dishes. You could be a bus boy. You could be a, a cashier or a stock boy. It didn't matter. If you had a job, you could pay rent. Can't do that today. Trust me, I know you. it cannot be done. You need a lot more uh, than just a job to do it. But, but all of our values, all of the things that made us great, are under attack. The middle class is under attack. A big article out today about jobs. Now, there are jobs out there. There is. Absolutely there is. The problem is the vast majority of them don't pay enough for you to be able to live on your own. They're now saying over half the jobs people are currently working, currently working, are low-paid jobs. That's not what made America great. What made America great is you could get a job with less than a high school diploma or with a high school diploma. And be middle class, right? Hey, I'm a good person, right? I, I'm going to go to work every day, and I'm going to work hard. I've got reasonable uh, common sense, and I can work hard. That was enough in America. 
We gave that away. And I say we. Right? Understand what happened. It's, just, it's the same way that we got the central bank. You know, and it's so fascinating how uneducated people really truly are. This country went, I don't know, almost 100 years without a central bank. Didn't need one. Matter of fact, we were, uh, really, we were a superpower before we had a central bank. Right? This rendition that we've had since 1913, this is the third time bankers got in charge. This is what they've done. I want to tell you more about that when we return. Stay with us. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Colleges used to have a male-female ratio of about 60-40. And suddenly we've discovered it's close to 40-60. Men don't like this change, women don't like it, and colleges don't like it. One cause for this dramatic shift is that colleges perceive applications by women to be better than those submitted by men. But why is it that women knock at the college admissions office with higher high school grade point averages, better essays, and even a bigger variety of extracurricular activities than men? Why do fewer boys show significant interest in academic achievement? The Wall Street Journal calls this the boy mystery and that nobody has solved it. We should respond with the famous line attributed to Sherlock Holmes, It's elementary, my dear Watson. The causes originate back in elementary schools, which are ruled by females and dominated by feminists, who make school unpleasant for boys from the get-go. Only 10% of elementary school teachers are men, giving boys the distinct impression that school is not for them. Elementary school teachers used to understand that boys will be boys. Five- and six-year-old boys are not as able or willing as little girls to sit quietly at a desk and do neat work with pencil and paper. Teachers now look upon boys as just unruly girls. Feminists are hostile to males and to masculine traits, such as competitiveness and aggressiveness, and instead reward typical female behaviors, such as non-assertiveness and group cooperation. Teachers cannot make gender go away by pretending that boys do not have an innate masculinity or by trying to suppress it with ridiculous zero-tolerance punishments, banning sports such as dodgeball and tag, and allowing only playground games without winners. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin. The book, Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, reflects Phyllis at her best. With powerful words that deliver truth, bring clarity to controversial issues, and inspire action. For your free copy of Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, for radio listeners only, look for the link at phyllisschlafly.com. 
or call 314-721-1213. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Huge sale on $20 gold pieces today, Uh, $1,650. You're saving $30 a coin. Uh, Gold's down a couple bucks. Uh, $1,552. $1,552, $1,551 on gold today. 800-951-0592. 800-951-0592. So we're talking about the trade deal. I'm going all the way back. You know, what made America great, right? The middle class. And what we lost because of, well, let's face it. They wanted to make a stock price go up. The, the bankers wanted to, they, J.P. Morgan Wants to sell debt to China, you know? And when you look at at where we sit today, right, this is exactly what it is that we're talking about. You know, the the bankers tried to form a central bank two other times in U.S. history. And they they gave them 20 years at both times. And when you look at the founding fathers, some of them were bankers, right? You know, they they, they wanted to bank, right? Because they knew, hey, I can make a lot of money. <laughs> right? And every time, they're like, ah, get, we got to get rid of it, right? Andrew Jackson, uh, Jason's favorite president, you know, he paid off the national debt and got rid of the central bank. And uh, we didn't have a central bank from him through all the way up through 1930. Didn't have one. And we're a superpower. I mean, just a few years after the Central Bank World War One, right, we came in and did that, right? And we did that way before the Central Bank. And really what made us special, you know, we talk about freedom and the pursuit of happiness, but, I mean, from an economic standpoint, middle class, right, anybody could come to America and live the American dream, right? Most of us, hey, I don't need a mansion, right? Most of us don't. But I'd like to live in a decent neighborhood and be able to provide for my family, you know, the white picket fence, the whole nine yards, and then live uh, a good life. And that'd be great, but a good life. And, and be able to retire with dignity. Right, not have to be, you know, and I see it all the time. All the 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 fixed income people who uh, inflation just kills, kills those people, right? But that's what made us great. And as as the central bank got more and more control, right, 
They bought off the politicians. How do you think we got the central bank, this third rendition? Think about it. We went, how many years was it? 70, 80-some years without a central bank, and then all of a sudden it's back. How did it happen? Well, it took them a while. They had to get their their people elected. They had to uh, get their people into powerful positions in Congress. I mean, that's how they got it done. Right? They married their way into families. They got the people, right people elected, and they got it done. And the funny thing was they were smart enough the third time around, they didn't have a, a, a time limit. Could you imagine if they had put in a 20-year charter again and it was 1933? You think that charter would have been renewed? Not a chance. Not a chance. But they got smart. And they've done the same thing. They've changed so many laws that used to keep us great. You know, Eric talks about not having a border, right? This open border. That's such nonsense, right? That's that's a huge assault on the middle class of this country by providing uh, illegals to come into this country and, and do uh, do these jobs for way less money, right? They were, the job said, hey, if you want to, yeah, we'll do the job, but you got to pay us to do it, right? No, no, I don't want to pay you. And now they got well, over half the country you know, thinks that we should have an open border because they don't understand. Oh, yeah, we got to feel sorry for these people. And no, no, we don't. Right? Do it the right way. You can, you can legally get to the United States. Do it the right way. And if that, that way is too complicated, let's change that. Right? The The... This trade agreement, understand what they did. First, they changed laws to allow for mega banks. Right? These these banks in the didn't exist in the eighties. Mega banks didn't exist in the eighties. They didn't. Mega companies didn't exist in the eighties. You know, and they gave us they thought, oh, it's increasing competition. Ask, look at radio. You think radio, the competition has gotten better or worse? Right? Everybody knows, right? Look at iHeart's firing people all over the country. You're getting the same watered-down crap everywhere. There's less and less competition everywhere. Right? And all you have is mega banks, mega companies, and they they don't want to pay. Why should I pay an American thirty dollars an hour when I could go over to China and pay him fifty cents? Why should I pay uh, if I'm Ford or General Motors or whatever? Why should I pay the American worker thirty dollars an hour when I go to Mexico and pay him two? Well, how did they get to be able to do that? Well, we changed laws. Well, who would vote for that type of a change of the law? Well, people that are on the payroll. That's who. Right? That's how people get elected. 
So when we talk about this trade deal, you know, a lot of people want to celebrate it. And I guess we got some concessions. And most of us are like, okay, this isn't, you know, this isn't some, uh, it's not a panacea where, okay, it's so great and all that. It's not that. But just understand what they're celebrating. We're celebrating the fact that our elected officials and that our major companies turned their back on us. That's what they did. You know, when you look at, oh, you know, they're all excited. The Dow's going to be 30,000, which I think, well, I still think, you know, I still think we've got a couple more months left of this, this little rally here. And, and, and they celebrate it. But they're destroying us from the inside out, right? All these middle-class jobs are being replaced by driving for Uber and Lyft, uh, Grubhub, go work as a waitress or a waiter, right? They're, they're being replaced with lesser paying jobs. But when we get back, I'm going to give you the details of what we think we know. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Make no mistake about it. Um, this isn't the deal I wanted, but I do support the president in his efforts, uh, despite uh, everybody else lining up against him. Listen, this is—I I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I think he's going to win. I mean, Michael Bloomberg's going to spend billions of dollars, billions, to try to stop him. I think, and by the way, I, I, I think that's who it's going to be on the on the left. It's going to be Bloomberg, I think, because uh, he's just going to outspend everybody. Uh, but what do we do after that? Look at our deficits. Look at what these people want to do. This, this isn't what prosperous nations do. And and this is part of the problem when we look at this this. Agreement. By the way, uh, it was something like ninety-four or ninety-five pages. Right? And I only bring that up because we've been translating this deal right for like six weeks, right? And, I, and I'm just like, what is that? Like two pages a day, right? That's it. That's all you can type out. Um, very, very uh, little detail. But here's what we know. Uh, according to uh, the documents of, uh, I don't want to say, there's like seven chapters in this, maybe eight. Uh, I don't know the exact number of chapters, but chapter six addresses the purchases, okay? Because that's, you know, obviously the big thing that they talk about. Here's what it says, is that China will purchase an additional $200 billion over a two-year period. They put the baseline 
for the two additional two hundred billion back to twenty seventeen. So they're like, hey, it's not two hundred billion off this year because you didn't buy anything from us, right? Let's go back to seventeen. That's the basis. So I like that, right? That's a plus, right? Because that was kind of before the whole trade war started. An additional two hundred billion dollars over a two year period. So you know, divided up hundred billion a year. Um, and here's what it says uh, from January 1st of this year through December 31st of 2021. Uh, they're saying this package consists, and they break down the money, $77 billion in manufactured goods. My guess, and I'm, and I'm, uh, I'm just guessing on this one. I'm going to imagine this is probably Boeing. Unfortunately, that's how I see it. I could be wrong, right? Maybe, uh, maybe a few cars. I, I I don't know. Their car market's worse than our car market, uh, but but I'm I'm imagining Boeing airplanes, right? Whenever Boeing, sooner or later, Boeing's got to get their act together on that plane. Uh, Thirty-two billion dollars in agriculture. So not forty billion, not fifty billion, and this is a two-year period. So let's keep that in mind. Two years to do this—that's more reasonable. Even that one, though, in, in, in both of those, even those numbers are kind of eh, right. that's going to be tough. Uh, but a lot more. I mean, I well, I told you before, they can't do fifty billion in a year. Just it, it's not possible. So thirty-two billion in agriculture. $52 billion in energy. Now, I don't know if that's oil or something like that. That'd be great if they, you know, because uh, what did I tell you the other day? $13 billion barrels of oil a day. 13 million barrels of oil a day we hit. Uh, a new all-time record high. We're the largest oil producer in the world right now. Go, <laughs> go figure. Uh, and, of course, the Democrats want to get rid of it. Could you imagine? What that would do to our economy? Hey, we're going to get rid of crude We don't want crude oil. We can do everything with wind. Yeah, okay. Sure you can. Uh, $38 billion in services. Now, what are services? Uh, that's probably where uh, the banking industry comes in. So that's, that's kind of... Uh, where the the breakdown comes, we we, we gave uh, some concessions on the tariffs. Uh, the next part was, you know, let 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 let's talk about them staking our intellectual property. Right, there's supposed to be protections in there. Let me tell you what it is. Uh, this is why uh, you only. Oh yeah, they're gonna. You know, we got improvements on intellectual property, and you don't hear details. I'm going to give you the the vague ones that we have, Uh, that China is going to uh, respect U.S. intellectual property. Yeah, see, okay. Hey, that's great. Doesn't mean they won't steal it. Hey, we respect it so much we're going to steal it, right? If someone's stealing your stuff, yeah, they respect it a lot. They are, uh, of course, we know they've made promises before, but here's what they're, they're going to do. In the next 30 days, China needs to come up with an action plan. And I'm thinking to myself, shouldn't we 
already have the plan? Hey, oh, no, no, no. Hey, listen, you can do that later. Make the make an action plan to strengthen intellectual prop, property protections. Yep. So you didn't actually agree to protect anything yet, but you're going to give us a plan in 30 days, okay? What is also lacking is any any words about China and its state owned subsidizing state owned enterprises. You know, steel dump dumping of aluminum and steel. That's not in there at all. Not addressed at all. And then I'll, I'll, when we get back, I'll tell you about how after they come up with this plan to per- respect our intellectual property, what is the enforcement? mechanism. I'll tell you about what we know about that in the final segment. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two U.S. twenty dollar liberties one thousand eight hundred and fifty volume discount. You buy twenty or more, one thousand eight hundred and forty or one thousand. What am I saying? I'm sorry. One thousand six hundred and fifty volume discount. 1640 I thought I was our competition. I was giving you my competition's pricing. And let's put them away. I'm looking at a gold price doubling in the next five years. Put it away. I mean, look, I'm going to, okay, so Chapter 7, I want to hurry up and finish this. Chapter 7 is the enforcement. They're going to, it described the creation of a trade framework group. Uh Uh-huh, yep. And you're going to have the U.S. trade representative, whoever we say, okay, this is the guy in charge, and China's going to put a guy in charge, okay? And these two guys, or gals, they're going to establish a bilateral evaluation and dispute resolution office. More government spending. They're going to meet every six months, okay? Every six months, they're going to have a meeting. Got to have a meeting, right? And and what they're going to do is if one party believes that the other party is not sticking to the agreement, the complaining party may submit an appeal to the bilateral evaluation and dispute resolution office of the other party. <laughs> right? See, it's going to be official now. We're going to file a dispute, which, you know, come on. You, you see where this is going. The dispute procedures are a, a highway, as they explain, to the exit, right? If the party complained against considers that the action of the complaining party was taken in bad faith, 
The remedy is to withdraw from the uh, the agreement altogether by providing a written notice of withdrawal to the complaining party. <laughs> so essentially what this says is, okay, China's not doing what they were supposed to do, right? They didn't buy enough stuff or they're not, quote, unquote, respecting our property. We file a complaint with them. And they're going to be like, well, you know what? Hey, we've done this, this, and this. This is in bad faith. Uh, we're, we're done with you. Uh, we're, here's our 30-day 30, 30 notice or our two-week notice. We're giving you two. We're leaving, right? What it doesn't say is what would the, be the mechanism to remedy the, remedy the situation? None of that. It, it's like, okay, the only thing we got down there is uh, we're going to create offices, right, create government spending. Like, you can't do that now. Right, it's almost kind of ridiculous, and we're going to complain. And if you don't like our complaint, then you can withdraw from the agreement. So uh, I guess that that's that's what we know. I think you might want some gold. Like I said, I, I think this is just a commercial break. Uh, don't be surprised if the trade war uh, heats up again down the road. Uh, put that gold away, 30 bucks off, hello, 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Oh, Eric, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be back with us tomorrow.